Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there and welcome to the second edition of Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's new sports podcast. Well, our focus this weekend is the Allianz Leagues in a very busy weekend with uh, both hurling and football action. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, hurling. John Fogarty, Irish Examiner's GA correspondent, is uh, on the line. And John, only one place to start, Nolan Park and an incredible performance by uh, Waterford. Uh, very much uh, throwing down the gauntlet to Kilkenny. Certainly, Colm. And, um, you know, they didn't have to, in a way, because a lot of people know what... Waterford are about now. They don't need the platform for the league, but it, it was a great reminder to Kilkenny and a great statement to the likes of Tipperary and Galway as well that, um, you know, they haven't gone away, you know. Um, and the McAvoy of our own parish last week was mentioning the point that Waterford don't need to win the league. They certainly don't. Um, la- this time last year um, in Walsh Park, they certainly had to make a statement um, because Derek wanted to make sure, Derek McGraw wanted to make sure that the, the momentum was being maintained from the previous year. But, um, you know, there, there obviously was a little bit of hurt there as much as you're not going to exact revenge for an All-Ireland semi-final replay in, you know, the, the second week of, of February. But to beat Kilkenny on their own home patch, uh, it's another step forward, certainly psychologically from a Waterford perspective. Yeah, there was a, an interesting line in Anthony Daly's column uh, today, John, uh, pointing out the similarities to the win against Tipperary and Thurless last March. And he described the game and the victory as another milestone for Waterford on this journey, another important signpost pointing them towards their intended final destination. But is, is there maybe perhaps a fear of showing your hand a bit too early in the season? I don't think so. Not when Austin Gleeson is on the bench as well um, you know Tom Devine was there a couple of others like Kearney and what have you Conor Gleeson these guys are still fringe players still very young players but still fringe players and they were getting their head at the weekend as much as Brian Cody was experimenting too but um, Waterford have gone in to league campaigns certainly the last two league campaigns with a lot more familiar faces Um and, you know, Derek knows a hell of a lot about his team now, perhaps um, more than than, uh, than other managers, um, uh, apart from um, Tipperary and perhaps Galway. Um, everybody else, I think, is really putting the feelers out there. But Derek knows what he has there. And with the guys that he brought in at the weekend, certainly he um, he's seen a lot more from them. Tom Devine is like, as, as 
McGrath said after the game, he's like he's only 22, 23, I think. So it's frightening how how young he is, and it's frightening how young so many of them are. And to have that luxury of being able to put Austin Gleeson on the bench, I think it it, it shows that Watford are certainly more than than, than a, a one trick pony in that way. Okay, Brian Cody after the match said that, that this was the the best fifteen available to him. But as you said, very much still uh, experimental days for for Cody and for Kilkenny. Yeah, um, they they still have that issue with full back. Um, that's going to test them for a while now because it doesn't look like Park Walsh is going to to be the man there. Park Walsh's home is a right half back, but this is the time to find out. Uh, you know, to experiment. You know, we saw a couple of seasons ago, Paul Murphy was playing at at full back. That didn't work. Um, it was I. You know, Brian Cody might say otherwise, but the the full back line was a large part of the downfall of Kilkenny last year. As much as they reached an All Ireland final and won Leinster again, you know, it was hardly it was hardly a bad season. But by by Kilkenny standards, it, it was. And the downfall was that that full back line. They're a little bit too slow in the turn. Uh, we saw against Clare in the. Um, league quarter final, that they're a little bit suspect under a high ball, and 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 Tipperary, you know, punished them in in, in the All Ireland final with a with a degree of that aerial assault, but all, largely pace as well. So there, there's questions there that like Paul Murphy is you know a right half back, a right corner back, I should say, and he he has made that place his own. But it's a question of the other two positions now. You know, Park Walsh. Um, I I just think he's a he's a half back, uh, and we and we all know that Killian Buckley is as well. So it remains to be seen how Brian Cody's going to to figure that one out. But that is, that is the big position number three for Kilkenny at the moment because they, you know, with all honesty, as much as Joey Holden, you know, was an All Star a couple of seasons ago, they still haven't found a permanent replacement for JJ Delaney. Now, John, we're going to turn our attention to Saturday night and we're going to start off with Croke Park and Tipperary versus Dublin. But before we hear your thoughts on the match, let's hear from a satisfied Tipperary manager, Michael Ryan, speaking on Air Sport after the game. What's an ideal start to League 2017? Yeah, it is. And, you know, no more, no less than that. You know, we just came to win and uh, we're delighted with that, to be honest. Um, It's never going to be pretty. Uh, and I'm not a fan I'll probably get shot by the GA for saying it but I'm not a fan of this nighttime hurling to be honest um, but uh, an opportunity to play in Croke Park delighted with that absolutely delighted with that uh, we only got to play in Croke Park twice last year so with, we, you know, if this, if this is a really good season for us this might be the start of three It was a smart idea playing a largely experienced team seven starters from last year's All-Ireland final but in each line there seemed to be a guy who is there to prove his point or maybe for you to have a look at? Well, look, yeah, you know, the object always is to, you know, give guys opportunities. Uh, the first thing we have to do here is, is stay competitive, you know, and we've, uh, and I think every manager that you'll talk to will, will have the same view. You know, this league is exceptionally competitive. Um, it's always, you know, we've been on a knife edge in terms of do we qualify for a quarter final or could we slip into the relegation dogfight? And, you know, there's only one place we want to be and that's, that's in the quarterfinals. But yes, you want to give opportunities to the players, and it, it is—it's a kind of a balancing act. We ho- we ho- we try to get it right. We don't always get it right. I think it worked out pretty okay tonight. Um, you know, we did try and give four or five fellas that were, you know, part of the panel with us last year uh, some game time. Uh, it's and it's valuable game time. You know, anytime you get a chance to play and play, the, you know, in Division One A, you're meeting top teams. Does that inject a bit of freshness in them and indeed the rest of the team? Because the last thing you want. Is guys thinking, okay, I'm grand, I'm a starter. I look that kind of um, that kind of mentality. Number one, we don't have it, but number two, it wouldn't be good for the squad. Um, you know, yeah, the whole panel is very competitive, and by nature, you know, that's how it has to be. Uh, 
I, I think last year we didn't get we didn't name the same 26 for any one championship day and you know that's not down to us taking the easy options or a rotation policy that's down to the guys being ultra competitive in every training session that counts last year uh, so we'll be looking to repeat that and keep that squad good and healthy and keep the competition levels high now John Derek McGrath said yesterday that Tipperary were in a different universe on Saturday night how much of that was down to Tip and how much of it was down to Dublin um, a lot down to Dublin um I know, listen, Derek is probably, you know, playing Tipperary up a little bit before they come down to, to Waterford next Sunday. But um, Dublin have a lot of issues. They don't have a lot of players. You know, that's that's all, that's all accident and design, certainly. Um, the cooler guys, you know, I say Jerry Cunningham, you know, as much as he wants cooler to go all the way now. Um, uh, part of him would be regretting them winning that Leinster Championship. Um, and being without these guys because they're, they're you know the likes of David Tracy, um, Keno Callahan, guys like that, Dublin can't afford to lose players like that. Certainly when they have lost so many over the last while, and that's you know the the cooler part is the accident and there's injuries of obviously as well to the likes of Eamon Dillon, but there, there is a design to this too. You know I think Jer took too much of a knife to Anthony Daly's legacy. And there was a lot of good players there. You know, it wasn't too long ago that Dublin were a top four team. You know, they're not probably not top top six. Certainly not top six at the moment. You know, you could there's you know they're in Division One A obviously, but you know the likes of Galway, perhaps maybe you know Limerick certainly Wexford on on the rise at the moment. But Dublin are in in difficulty, and a lot of it's of their own making. I think Jer got rid of too many. Or you know, disenchanted too many seasoned players over the last while, and it's come back to haunt him now a little bit. Um, you know, there was such a bond between Anthony Daly and that uh, and the Dublin group, and um, you know that should have been embraced a little bit more than it was. Uh, understandably, Jer wanted to make his own impression on things, wanted to make his own mark, but I think too many players have been uh, jettisoned. Uh, too many players have been disenchanted. The likes of uh, uh, Michael Carton and, and, and guys like that. Paul Ryan is not there this year. Obviously, his free taking will come in certainly a lot handy at the moment as David Tracy has his cool commitments. Um, so, accident and design that Dublin are in this difficulty. Tipperary, you know, very impressive at the weekend. They did what they had to do. Porrick Maher, um, the captaincy looks to have uh, emboldened him even more. You know, I, I felt he was the player of the year last year. I felt um, he he had more um, he, he had more attributes. He had more things going for him than James Callaghan and Austin Gleeson. I, I felt he was unlucky. But uh, he looked like a man possessed there at the weekend. And, and um, you know, the Tipperary had the likes of, they, they didn't have a full, you know, hand, certainly nothing close to a full hand, but um, they still had far much more um, than Dublin had. And I would fear for Dublin going down to Cork now, you know, Cork gave a, a, a good impression of themselves at the weekend and Dublin uh, looked like, uh, looked like they're heading towards a relegation final even after one game. We'll come on to Cork in a minute, John, but let's get back to Tipperary. Is there a sense that Michael Ryan is taking the Jim Gavin approach to the league Trying to win the competition as the perfect preparation for the championship. There, there, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of that absolutely, but I think he's taken more from the Jim Gavin playbook of going completely silent and stealth after winning an All Ireland. We haven't, you know, Michael Ryan he picked up the Tipperary Man of the Year there recently, but we've 
seen, we haven't seen next nor Adam of uh, you know over the last while. We haven't seen him, and you know he, has, he okay. He got the Phillips manager the month in, in September and things like that. But he's been largely quiet. Certainly, a lot of his players have been quiet, and it suits Tipperary because you know I I come back to something that Brendan Cummins always said about Tipperary. You know, Tipperary were notorious for milking all Ireland's, but this one, you know, I think they have parked. Um, the the All Ireland Championship, and they want to move on. Do you feel that's seeping down to the players as well? Yeah, the the, the you know he's very matter of fact, uh, Ryan, and you can see he's shown that sort of ruthlessness that Jim Gavin has shown and Brian Cody has shown in the past. Like you know, a lot of people would have expected John O'Dwyer to come straight back into the Tipperary team after he served a suspension last summer, but no, John was uh, kept on the sideline. Obviously, you know, he 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 gave a performance and a half towards the end of the year, and he got that great goal against Galway. But no, he felt that um there was too much going for Tipperary in other other positions like Niall O'Mara, other players, and um you know he he kept him on the sideline in that regard it's 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 refreshing to see from a tipperary perspective because as i said they they they've taken too much out of things and they've been notoriously slow starters um in the league Watford of course will, will really put it up to them next weekend you know you can judge tipperary a lot more at that stage because dublin certainly gave gave them nothing nothing like a contest at the weekend let's go back to cork v clare and porky Wren on saturday night a hugely important result for kieran kingston and for Cork after the troubles of last year. Yeah, uh, again, you know, clearly the you know, okay on one hand, Tipperary didn't play in the Munster Senior League and it didn't seem to affect them. Cork did, but Cork needed to find out more about their team. And uh, Karen, Con- Karen Kingston has found out a lot. Like, he knows a lot about his son. His son is possibly the best young herder to come up <clears throat> in Cork for quite a while now. Uh, certainly looked to the manner born at the weekend. Um uh, Alan Cadigan, in my opinion, is the most informed player in the country. Uh, we saw it in January how good he was there. Uh, we saw it, you know, he picked up an All Star uh, nomination last year, which is was no mean feat considering how bad Cork were last year. Cadigan certainly was the go to man, and to see a man given the captaincy in Steve McDonald's um, absence at twenty year twenty three years of age says a lot about him. Uh, Cadigan seems to make everything work. You know, he he gave Jack Brown a, a, a you know. Uh, a nightmare there on Saturday night, and it was great to see a little bit more intensity about the Cork um, effort column. They 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 haven't been showing it over the last while. You know they they aren't a hugely physical team, and that's going to you know that that will cost them over time. Now I would imagine conditioning is going to improve big time. They've Gary Keegan there, obviously that's been mentioned a lot over the last while. Um, they have the forwards to hurt anybody, but the 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 issue is from two to two to nine and you know who fills them spots because they're you know we've seen them interchange so many times now that you know uh, last year you wondered about lads morale considering the, the amount of chopping and changing the amount of substitutions that were being made you know obviously Kieran Kingston wanted to win games but you know the guys weren't given given too much of a of a time in any one position and I, I felt that hurt Cork a bit um, Anthony Lash gave a, an, an excellent performance at the weekend and looks to have solidified his position uh, between the sticks because there has been competition and there will be competition um, there over the next while but um, Cork, Cork had to do what they did uh, Clare were poor I don't think Cork are going to be tested too much next weekend although there will there has to be some sort of a bite back from Dublin Dublin, but um, yeah all, all good for Kieran Kingston uh, whereas Clare you know there's a lot of room to improve there over the next while 
In terms of Claire John, is it very noticeable the change in strategy and playing style that was so criticised in the Davy Fitz era, but admittedly delivered them an All Ireland title, to the more expansive, free flowing game that they're now trying to play? Yeah, Gerald Lucknan has made some interesting comments about them, suggesting that they look like prisoners who've only been released and don't know what to do. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting analogy. Um, the, the, the thing that gets me about uh, the whole Clare thing, Cullum, is that they have played with freedom in the past. I mentioned earlier on how they beat Kilkenny last year by bombarding ball down uh, on the edge of the Kilkenny Square. That's not a team that is uh, too structured. Certainly, there was a, it was a tactic to go long, and Clare have shown that they can go long, but they don't. They haven't. They, they they haven't done it over the last while, I think, because of a lack of talent. Um, you know, a lot of people will point back to the under twenty ones and how successful they were, but I'll point back to Limerick's under twenty ones at the start of the two thousands and 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 what good did that do them at senior level? Little or nothing. Um, Claire still rely too much on Tony Kelly. I would have been I would have been interested to see how they would have done without him at the weekend uh, clearly they were desperate because, uh, with injuries and what have you because Tony Kelly wouldn't play otherwise and like it's unheard of to think of an All-Ireland club finalist uh, lining out for his club okay we saw Gary Brennan and Pierce Lillis the previous weekend but we wouldn't see these things in Kilkenny we wouldn't see them in the likes of Wexford you know certainly cooler uh, Matty Kenny isn't given Jared Cunningham any of his players so it was interesting that Ballyhay allowed their players to go uh, to Tony Kelly to go forward. It'll be interesting now to see if he's allowed to play against Kilkenny next weekend. He has a game with UL on Wednesday, and uh, you have to wonder, you know, can Clare risk putting so much pressure on their go-to guy at this early juncture of the year? You know, there's a lot of games being loaded on him, and it's it's in the summer where Clare will need Tony Kelly. I think you know it's been said. It was said on. League Sunday last night that um, Clare are exper- experimenting I, I completely agree I think the two guys need to find out more about their players and um, survival is the main thing a quarter final would be a bonus uh, a semi-final would be a bonus but I, I don't think we're going to see Clare um, replicating their, their league uh, victory last season You mentioned Davy working the Oracle down in Wexford I'm sure though that Wexford and Davy will be the first to thank the referee for uh, not awarding Limerick a stonewall penalty. It's not good enough, Cullum. It's not good enough. Like, referees have to be on their... Like, if, if, if players are on their game from the start of February in the sense that everybody knows how important uh, promotion is from Division 1B to, to be playing among the top teams, it, it's it's vital. Um, For a, an error to be made like that by a referee, you know... We don't expect them to get everything right, but that was stonewall penalty for Limerick, and it hurt them deeply. They they could have been almost out of sight from uh, Wexford at that stage. And again, John Kiley's in a fact finder mission at the moment. He needs to he needs to get things right. He seems that he's going to stick with Declan Hannon at centre back. Um, it's an interesting experiment. He has the likes of Shane Dowling to come back in, but you could see with the likes of um, David Dempsey, um, David Casey, uh, they. they he has young guys there, Colm, and again, you know, as as much as a victory would have been a huge thing, he was very keen last week to take the pressure off Limerick in the sense of go, uh, of promotion. Yeah, next season you would you would fancy John Kiley would have no excuses, but at this t- point in time, he needs to find out more about his team, just as the um, Jerry O'Connor and Don Maloney need to in in, in Clare. Okay, we're turning our attention to uh, football and. Uh... 
some uh, big stories as well too over the weekend. Before we're going to hear your thoughts, we're going to hear from uh, Dublin manager Jim Gavin. And he was speaking on uh, Air Sports Big Match coverage on Saturday night. He was happy with his players and that they were able to break down what he saw as a quite defensive Tyrone effort, especially in the second half. Jim, what does it say about the mental toughness of this group of players to fight back like that on a difficult night for football, but to tough it out and come out with something out of that with some going? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, um, we're very proud of the way these players represent Dublin, that's for sure. Um, you know, that mental resolve they, 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 they've shown over the last number of months and seasons, you know, was, was all there to see today. Um, probably with, with five down, maybe with 20 to go. And, um, you know, they went, you know, tried to protect our lead and, and sat back and, and uh, tried to deny us space. And, and our fairness to our guys, they pushed up and, and really went hard at it. And, um, you know, made some really, really great decisions in, in, in very stressful times. So, um, yeah, very, very proud of them this evening. You come away with a point from it. You had a lot of difficulties at different stages in the game. Failed to score from play for nearly for nearly 60 minutes, but to to come away with that point uh, helps you continue this winning run, this unbeaten run. Well, it's not so much about that. You know, it's just about trying to get performance. Me put it in context of the season. You know, this time four weeks ago, you know, the guys were were um, were relaxing uh, away from uh, away from football. You know, they've played a team that's been together uh, for the last number of months. Uh, obviously, very fit. You can see there. We take some guys off who just got fatigued from from from, uh, from the game. Um, you know, it's a challenging night uh, weather-wise. Um, challenging, you know, in terms of maybe some of the, some of the decisions that went against us. You know, one free after after 20 minutes, maybe. So against maybe I don't know what they had. They had a lot more than that anyway. So you know, it's a challenge on all fronts. And uh, you know, they kept their composure, stuck at it. And as I said, um, you know, for this time of the season, we're very proud to have three points out of out of four. So. That's a good start. So the uh, record continues for Dublin. We're at uh, 31 games unbeaten now, but uh, a stern test for them on Saturday night, as, as you had predicted, John. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people would have... Uh, I would have fancied Tyrone to have won it. Call him if they had Matty Donnelly, who was obviously following concussion protocols from the, the previous weekend's win over Roscommon. Uh, he was missed. He would have added that little bit of an X-factor to them. Um, he's been like two-time All-Star now. He's an excellent footballer and would have seriously taken the battle to Dublin. But you could see the game... From early on, the game was played on Tyrone's terms. It was, you know, and Dublin have shown before and they will show again that they can play in such games. They don't like it. Jim Gavin wasn't quite happy with how um, Tyrone um, structured themselves. Um, but again, it's it's the, it's Tyrone's prerogative. And if you look at Mickey Hart's record, I think it's two draws, one win, one defeat against, against Dublin. No team has caused more difficulty um consistently than Tyrone and you know if they if the two teams win their respective provincial championships and they win their quarterfinals they're going to be facing off in an all-Ireland semi-final and let Tyrone you know they could make it turgid they could make it ugly but they could really um pull the wool over Dublin's eyes in that sense because they have routinely if, if at this stage you would you would have fancied Jim Gavin and, and all credit to them they were five points down with 20 minutes to go or what have you um, but Jim Gavin doesn't seem to have completely figured this Tyrone team out whereas you know Mickey Hart you could see he was angry with some of the decisions afterwards um, you know I, I quietly I think he'll be satisfied going forward considering you know they are on a, a path towards each other come at the end of August OK now you were down in Austin Stark Park Tralee on uh, Saturday night for uh, Kerry and Mayo and 
you have to compliment Mayo John after the uh, defeat to Monaghan in the uh, opening round to come down to Tralee and to come away with that result. Um, obviously, the Kerry um, hopes were, were badly dented by the injuries to James O'Donoghue and to Paul Ganey and to Killian Young, but again, full credit to Mayo. Indeed. Um for the first half, Stephen Rochford, uh, as he has done since the start of his um, 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 era with Mayo, has set in uh, the stand. And on Saturday, himself and Donny Buckley were sitting beside ourselves in the press box. And Stephen would be the type of uh, quiet guy, but Donny Buckley was letting it know, letting the the Mayo players know and know in certain terms just how unhappy he was. And Mayo were very poor in that first half, and Kerry could have been away in a shot from them. Um, and Eamon Fitzmaurice admitted that afterwards. It was a game that they should have won. They should have tied up at half time prior to the injuries. And obviously, Killian Young was so strong going forward and. Offered that bit of nous and um, Paul Ganey, of course, you know, he had a wide at the weekend, but I still regard him as the most efficient uh, forward in the country at the moment. To lose those two guys and then obviously to lose James O'Donoghue uh, beforehand, all to hamstring injuries, was a concern um, for, for, for the home support. And you could see like all the all the zip and all the venom in the the, the carry attack had gone um, by the start of the second half they were a lot more ponderous now a lot of that had to do with Mayo getting themselves right they moved Stephen Cohen to midfield and he seemed to give them a bit of a more of a platform and uh, Rochford took off the players who weren't performing and there was two or three of those guys who you know will find will struggle to get into the into the team for the Roscommon game that's next um but Kerry seemed to lose confidence in themselves. They lost, you know, David Moran, who was excellent in Donegal, um, seemed to seemed to go out of the game big time. Jack Barry was always going to go out of the game because this was his third game in 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 the space of uh, um six days. So, you know, it was understandable from him. But what a prospect that guy is going to be! Uh, I think Fitzmaurice knew, you know, it was a lost opportunity, but he, you know, he it's 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 not the be all and end all. And as I said, I I I saw nothing on. Saturday night to um, persuade me otherwise about Kerry's um, league final prospects I still think they're going to make the top two You were following the Cork footballers yesterday in Kildare the scoreline was somewhat misleading you'd say um, in, in, in some ways yes in some ways no like Cork could have been nine points behind in the middle of the second half um, you know they were they were being they were being torn apart by Kildare, and yet, you know, Cork had a couple of goal opportunities towards the end of the first half themselves. But they know where they lost this one. Um, on selector owner Neil afterwards said that they, you know, they only made five of fifteen scoring attempts in the second half. Against the win in the first half, they didn't score from play. It took them till you know, what was it? I think ten minutes into the second half to score from play. Um, they they didn't offer enough. They were being beaten well in midfield. Um, they they were very slow. Uh, Colm O'Neill, who was so good coming off the bench against Galway the previous weekend, he was largely anonymous in this game. Um, so Cork have a lot of work to do there now. The, the one good thing for them is that, you know, they've got two away games out of the way. The majority of their games they left uh, are at home. Three games at home. You know, they'll fancy themselves against Fermanagh as much as Fermanagh are. Are no walkovers whatsoever. I think they they proved them, proven that time and again under under Pete McGrath. But um, there there's still questions there. You know, I was disappointed with Mark Collins. Mark Collins has been 
arguably the most consistent footballer for Cork over the last two or three seasons, but he was quite poor there um at the weekend for whatever uh, for whatever reason. Um the likes of um you know, Rory Dean was was decent enough. You know what I mean. He certainly gave them a little bit more midfield when they needed it because you know Aiden Walsh is still going to get need a little bit of time in midfield alongside E. McGuire. E. McGuire, uh, was taken off because he was just ran himself ragged. Uh, was involved in a lot of the good things that uh, Cork did, and he's certainly going to be a, a a a big influence for them later in the year. But um, Cork have a lot of work to do. Kildare, you got to give them credit. They uh, four points now. There's only a, a few teams with four with the, full complement of points so far and they're at top of the table whereas you know I, I don't think I'd be the, the only one who was a bit disillusioned by them losing to the third string Dublin team in the O'Byrne Cup and I didn't fancy them to get anywhere near promotion but you know another win now and um, certainly you would fancy them against the likes of down and I think they have Derry next um, you know that you know if you get to 8 points 9 points I think you're going to be in the shake for division 1 promotion Cork need to get themselves back in that race um, quick smart and that's where we're going to have to leave it, John. Thank you very much for joining us on the programme. We'll do it all again next Monday and hopefully we'll have your company as well. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.